BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. So. This is about the guy I most recently had on my podcast, actually. I finally got him on. I thought I would never get a hold of him because of said events. Okay. Um, so he, he'll be on this coming week's episode. I don't know when this airs, but uh, basically, he's a comedian in uh, New York City. His name's Boris Hyken, and uh, he had this thing going. Where uh, his whole bit uh, in his stand-up was that he did Sober January. And, like, he had, like, challenged his friends and family to, like, corrupt him so he couldn't do it. <laughs> so, like, everyone was, like, you know, trying to offer him beers and stuff. And it got to a point where his brother-in-law had sent him a half pound of weed. Oh, damn. And, like, it, it was just, like, it, it was, like, well. in jars. And it, it was just kind of, like sitting there and he's like you know what i made it through january though but it severely slowed down my february (laughs) to the point where he was like you know what i shouldn't have all this weed it should be the people's weed so i'm gonna uh give it away and actually have a scholarship so he made a website called the marijuana diversity scholarship dot org nice really exists go check it out still up and uh basically there was an application where you could uh put in to like get like uh eighth of marijuana through his (laughs) diversity scholarship and they're like different (laughs) categories of diversity (laughs) like you could uh like your gender your race your financial background all that and it was like a file you could do and he was promoting the hell out of this thing. <laughs> like, he would do it every stand-up show, every podcast he went on. And, like, people are like, you know that's intent to distribute, right? So, well, it's a gift. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, it would be a sale. But <laughs> yeah. Be yeah, and uh, marijuana is still yeah. very illegal in New York City. Yeah. Come, like, when it was a, the winners are supposed to be revealed, you know, uh, it was at the end of the month in uh march and uh it, like he's gonna reveal all the winners and recipients okay come april 1st uh or the night before april 1st he's like got raided uh oh, shit. like yeah the like oh, people busted him uh feds got and took all this stuff he spent the night in prison and uh he was like, yeah, uh, but I still want people to get their weed, so if anyone wants to, like, chip in to, like, for the winners and stuff, that'd be greatly appreciated. And I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's never going to make it on my podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was booked for, like, two days later. Wow. I was like, well, he's um, got some, big, some bigger issues. Up. 
Well, wait, wait, wait. So I eventually finally get him on my podcast, and it's like, uh, we're talking and stuff. And then uh, when it comes to the end part of my podcast where you, like, plug your stuff, he starts, like, bringing up his marijuana diversity scholarship again. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have an award show with all the weed and stuff. And I was like, okay, you are still <laughs> committing to this bit, uh, oh, even though man. you're a legal trap. Podcast ends. We stop recording. He's like, oh, yeah, the part about me getting raided was an April Fool's joke. I'm like, you never told anyone this was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, that's actually, that's what popped into my mind when you said, like, oh, he got raided on April 1st. I was like, but, like oh, that's a fucked before, up April yeah. Fool's joke. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah. the thing is, like, at least you guys with your April Fool's jokes told people that it was a joke. Right. I was still here in the wind thinking, like, man, this guy's got a lot of, like, legal shit to deal with. And yeah. he's probably going to be, like, tested, like, oh weekly. Yeah, and especially to do it again. The, the worst part is he tells me he tells me he still has the half pound of weed in his home. Oh, okay. Oh my god, <laughs> what a twisted web! Ah, oh, man. Hopefully that joke doesn't come come back into reality, man. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just like afraid for this person. I'm like, you are yeah. playing with fire here. Your life imitates, and life. he wants to and he wants to distribute it at a live show at a public like place. He should do it in right. Massachusetts because it'd be legal. Over yeah. There. Yeah. 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 No, he's, he's talked about problems. like doing it in New Jersey and stuff, but no, he wants to do it in New York City, in Manhattan. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that I'm is. Sure he find like the basement bar somewhere that does comedy. And he's like, he's, he's awarding like 12 people. So he's got like 12, he's got like 12 eighths on him. Nice. You know? <laughs> It's like, uh-huh. that's the weirdest form of, like, a drug front that I've ever seen. You hear about, like, companies being fronts for drugs, but never comedians. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, like, intent to distribute. Does that, like, include just giving it away for free? I'd assume so, right? Because you're still distributing so. it. And it's yeah, still a lot. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it's illegal. I mean, you're giving it. It's a lot to have on one person. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, as I was say, even in Massachusetts, you only can have up to an ounce on you at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like most states. He's got to have his opener uh, carrying half of it. <laughs> exactly. He's got to bring multiple people. Oh, Don't take that gig, Aaron. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I want to be there, though. I want to see this happen. I want to see him get away with this. Right? It's quite a stunt. Oh, man. Yeah, that's definitely quite a stunt. Well, welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse, and today we are joined by our guest, Aaron Weininger. How's it going, Aaron? Hey. It's going great. Um, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, man. Aaron is the host of uh, the Yes and I Am podcast. Uh, like I, I would say friend podcast, companion podcast to ours. Uh, you've been right yes. alongside us for a lot, a lot of the way here. And and we like yeah, what you yeah. do. Do you want to do you want to okay. kind of explain what you do over on Yes and I Am? Oh sure. Um, I host Yes and I Am. We're an improv podcast. Basically, I bring on comedians and improvisers from the New York City area, maybe even farther. Who knows? Maybe I'm taking the show on the road. Who, who that'd be exciting. That would be cool. Uh, basically, I I uh, invite them on the show, and I uh, right before we start recording, I. Tell them that they're playing a certain celebrity, and I do a improv interview with them. 
And uh, sometimes they don't know who the celebrity is, and that gets really fun. Yeah, I could imagine being put on the spot to like, especially if you're not like relevant with the character, like in their like their like past, you know. That's uh, I've seen quite a few of your episodes, like listened to quite a few of your episodes where the person wasn't, you know, too informed of the person, and it was very interesting to see how it's fun out. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it just happens in regular improv too. I saw it. Yeah. Yes, I was at a jam yesterday, and uh, they're doing. Uh, there's three people in a scene and like they're doing two of them were doing like a mortal Kombat scene and they were just like introducing oh. each other as like characters from mortal Kombat and stuff and there's like the one girl in the scene she she ended up being like sonya and they were like she had no clue what they were talking about and i was yeah. just like this is getting weird and it was that... musical improv too so the pianist oh. started playing like the mortal Kombat theme music oh nice i was like this is amazing and then she just completely was just like, uh, so you're a washed up movie star? Like, like she's like taking these characters, like literally, like not knowing that like it's a backstory to like people who just like rip each other's spines out. Yeah. 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 That's the, that's the main component and focus in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Don't worry oh, yeah. about, uh, Luke Kang or fucking Johnny Cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just worry about pulling off that nasty fatality. That's funny. So you've been buttons. involved in improv for a while, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how long have you been doing it? Uh, just like since high school or before that? or? Well, I mean, I did a little in college. Um, I didn't get serious about it until I moved to the city. And like that's like how I ended up like making my group of friends that I have in the city is just like going to like improv jams and like taking classes and stuff. Um, because... It's really like you have to meet people real fast and trust them real fast because you, you're you're just basically like relying on them. So it's it's an interesting uh, dynamic. Seems that way. Um, what what exactly is an improv jam for the uneducated uh, among us? Okay, an improv jam is uh, basically where a bunch of random improvisers go and do improv together without like knowing each other beforehand. Like, okay. sometimes they'll just even have, like, names in a hat and be like, all right, Aaron, you're going up with Jessica, and your suggestion is watermelon. And then you, okay. you have to make something happen. <laughs> make okay. it work. Yeah. It kind of sounds okay. like the, uh, in throughout school, uh, you know, like primary school, when they, like, partner you up with, with someone. It could be good, it could be bad. You know, you yeah. never know. I, I'd imagine it kind of throws you for a loop at times. But you you realize, like, the best people at, like, improv comedy are the people that can just make the worst people good. Okay. Like, the best improvisers are the best partners, which is uh, interesting. Play off their weakness type deal. Of course. And, like, even, like, the best guests on my show have been the ones that, like, engage with me as, like, a person rather than just a guy asking questions. It's like being able to, like, pull the next question from what you're talking about rather than just going down the list and and you can actually yeah. get into it. And, get and into there's the been a lot of imagine. episodes where people just, like, go down the list and it's fine because, like, they still think of, like, funny things to say, but, it, like, it doesn't become, like, this happening. Like, some of my episodes, I realize, just become, like, a happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, this event just happened here and I have to acknowledge it you know right yeah yeah a couple of, like one of the latest ones uh it was um channing tatum 
That was yeah. one where you had like something in his life you had to address. That was kind of a fun thing because like I was scheduled like to do like a, a, I knew I was having a guy come on, so I had to pick a guy character, and like I just went to like kind of my my Yahoo page front news page, and I was like, oh, this is something that happened. Um, I, and the, the guest that came on didn't know that had happened. Oh, really? I was just yeah, which was fun, and uh, but he was great because he was just kind of like, all right, so I've recently been getting a divorce. Okay, that how does that affect me? Mm-hmm. And they just kind of roll with it. How much time do you actually give them to prepare once they know who you've given them? Is it like literally you hit record right at like, all right, you're going to be uh, fucking rip torn. Boom. And then you no, go. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I do. It used to be a yeah. little more like and sometimes if it's like someone obscure, I'll yeah. like give the like I'll give them like a line or two of like who this person is if they give me like a real shocked face. Mm hmm. When you had Mark Wahlberg on, it seemed like uh, that was a shocking moment where he didn't realize he was like, Aaron, ah, yeah, so I'm playing a movie where I'm myself. (laughs) It was like, it was very interesting to see that play out. It was funny because uh, that person, uh, I think he like didn't know anything about Mark Wahlberg, but he was (laughs) also kind of trying to do like some next level shit where like, yeah, he, he was like unaware that he was on a podcast i think that was his like idea of what he was gonna do going into it okay yeah yeah that was it was a really good one i've got to say i really enjoyed that one how it spun out with somebody not knowing who the person really was like that he couldn't even pick him out from like a photo <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were like well there's a photo of him right there <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I also I, I don't believe that he didn't know who Mark Wahlberg was. Mark, well, Marky Mark, he's, he's, come on, he's like the highest paid actor in he's Hollywood. Been in Transformers, yeah, and, my like, God, the happening, anything. Yeah, Four brothers, happened. and it was weird because I had like real like high expectations for that one too. Because there's a comedian out there that does a Mark Wahlberg impression that like oh, he, yeah. he'll go on podcasts as Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. and um, awesome. he's Andy Samberg kind of does a rip off one. <laughs> oh yeah no but andy samberg like is gotten to like that meta material where yep. he actually like did his mark Wahlberg impression to mark Wahlberg. yeah yeah shit's ridiculous i mean and another one that uh, in the of your episodes in the instances of people like addressing the podcast and kind of going meta with it was elon musk which matt uh, <laughs> had mentioned was a favorite of his earlier oh uh, yes oh where my god he's like oh you can't like release any of this. I thought this was just between the two of us talking about Mars and yeah, no, Martians. It, it, it's fun because like I I, I uh, noticed like that's been a trend of recent because uh, the Channing Tatum at the end of that episode he does something similar. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, that one went off the crazy train. The Elon <laughs> Musk episode, like I didn't get to hit any of my notes. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like How you project where he was gonna go with that. <laughs> there's a few like there's very few times where I like break and like laugh. He had me. It's like when he said Mars Clooney, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that was great. Mars Clooney, <laughs> Marsk. There was. Like, there was I, I was like, good things. Okay, okay, Mars Clooney. That, that's the most <laughs> <laughs> that's the most creative thing you have going on right now. Just nice, putting Mars yeah. in front of their name. Do you find that you often, like, does that happen often? You have to, like, kind of throw it out the notes and just kind of roll with it? Um, it, it really depends on the guest. Uh, some of them are just kind of, like, 
really good at just bullshitting and like okay. i think the, the the best thing about improv is like we're just all just bullshit artists we're all just kind <laughs> of like we're we get involved in our own world and we have we have to agree with it you can't negate anything yeah. right yeah it has to be believable yeah yeah well it doesn't have to be believable but it has to be the <laughs> truth in your world yes okay true yeah your yeah. reality that you're selling in improv, there are no liars. Like, which yeah. is crazy. That makes sense. It remi- I don't know if you've been watching it recently, that new show that uh, Bill Hader um, uh, Barry? put out. Barry, yeah. That that has, like, a little bit of improv. That's like, he's a, he's a hired killer who then discovers improv and acting and <laughs> and goes into that. And that it's I've been watching that recently. And it's it, it has some parallels to like what I hear on your show, and I'm like, oh yeah, I I, I kind of hear the banter back and forth between these characters and stuff. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch a ton of it, but like, uh, I mean, Bill Hader is one of the best improvisers out there. He's one of the original oh, UCB man. guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, for the listeners out there, UCB means Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, <laughs> yeah. they're like the original improv school. Um, so like. I, I always wonder how much of his stuff is scripted at any time mm-hmm. because he's one of those people that can like riff for hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of the unwritten things in his contract. You got to give him room. <laughs> I mean, it would probably kill him to almost read from a script and stick to it. But film, it's really hard to like film improv because mm. it makes it impossible to cut between like yes. takes. Because, like, I, I myself, like, when I'm doing a movie and stuff or a short film or whatever, like, I, I always want to, like, riff and, like, punch up jokes and stuff. But, like, I, I notice directors get pissed because, it's like, well, the takes don't match up then. Right. Yeah, true. Comes time yeah. for editing, it's a lot harder to actually make it work. Mm. Unless you have, like, some sort of live three-camera setup. It sort of has to be meant for that. Or, like, it has to be meant for that from the start. Um, I feel like there, none are coming to mind right now, but I feel like there have been some movies where it's been majority improvised. A lot of comedy, it seems. Yeah, wasn't Anchorman 2 a lot of it improvised? I mean, that's why I they could, ended up I can definitely two, see that. That's why they ended up with a whole other movie that was completely replaced jokes. Oh, the 1.5 or whatever that they came out yeah, with? Yeah, they literally replaced every joke because that's how many takes they had that were pretty funny. And <laughs> I like the second one better, honestly. I have, yeah, I, I, I need to check that out then. Um, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy improv. Like, I think Will Ferrell uh, improvises a lot. You know, oh, same thing with and, Steve Carell. Uh, he's yeah, from one of the original one, improv schools too. He's from Second mm-hmm. City, um, and uh, like, I, I would love to just like sit in an audience. I'm sure a lot of that carried over uh, in the Office. The Office seemed. Oh yeah, that, that's why it's so different than the British school. Office is the, right. because like he's just doing his thing. Mm. Just being yeah, quirky, I mean, Michael. Probably one of my favorite creations of all time, Michael Scott. Honestly, I rewatched The Office too many times a year for my own good <laughs> and sanity, and uh, it's never going to stop. I feel like. So how how often do you end up uh, getting on stage to do improv yourself? You said you go and see a lot of the comedy jams. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, at the jams, I, I I generally perform as well. Nice. Um, I, I like to get up there. It's it's kind of like uh, doing an open mic if you're a stand up comedian. 
Uh, you need to just get in the reps and you need to like be able to, you know, work that muscle. Yep. Uh, I used to have a monthly show that got canceled. That was a fun situation. (laughs) What? It sounds like there's an interesting story behind that. Oh, no. The the original, it's what actually got me into like pursuing improv in the first place. It was a show called um, Pretty Bad. It was uh, produced on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And basically, the whole concept was uh, matching up improvisers with uh, models, actually. And at the time, I was doing a lot of modeling work. Hey, casual brag. There you Um, go. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah no and they like invited me to show up and then what eventually got it canceled was that the, none of the models ever showed up like oh, at shit. most like three of us showed up and the three of us that did show up were also comedians mm-hmm. so it was like the whole idea was like the models are gonna be like weird and bad at improv and then oh. it just ended up being like no nah, it wasn't that bad uh it's like it's- actually we're good at both yeah. <laughs> well, also, none of the, like, female models showed up, which was the issue. Because, like, when you uh, think, like, model, you think, like, w- tall women, runway models. And, like, they were booked. They just never showed up. Do they still Man. get paid? I'd hope not. No, no one got paid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea was, like, if we ever, like, drew in enough audience to get, like, the tickets. Percentage of ticket yeah, sales kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. That we would get paid, but... um. I was the only one bringing in consistent audience. <laughs> well, you got, yeah, I assume that's part of the grind, though. Uh, we we have another uh, friend of the show who uh, does theater in the city, and that's it sounds very similar in yeah. terms of bringing in uh, the audience. Yeah, my handful of friends, uh, I don't know how they feel these days when I tell them I have a show coming up. They're like, yeah, I'm thinking in the back of their head, they're like, Will there be other audience members there? <laughs> like, don't worry about that. Just worry. That, you know what? You're going to have a great time. That's why you should be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And pull the friend card. You should be supportive. Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm going up. I need, I need to see familiar faces. You're going you're gonna to take that from me? <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. I, I recently did a show that was uh, a uh, music uh, sing-off type situation where... Uh, is like music jeopardy and they bring on uh contestants uh singers uh onto stage and uh you pick a category and they give you a song and it's like uh, up to you whether you know that song or not okay and uh like i was not ready for this competition because like <laughs> most of the people that do it they just like improv a song yep and i i was like i got a song that i thought i knew so i was like i'm gonna go for this <laughs> to actually try to sing the whole song right and then like i get through like the song was uptown funk by bruno mars okay and yeah. i get like okay. through the first verse and they're like oh crap i don't know these words he talks <laughs> so fast and then uh, at one point like he says something about spider-man i think in the song and, like <laughs> my head is just like you, you know what i'm just gonna start uh singing about spider-man <laughs> That's awesome. Just latch on to what you know. Yeah, but like, it was like, it. at a certain point, I was just singing gibberish because it was like, I need to get through this. This is my nightmare. That's that's hilarious. And you know what? That is one of those deceptive songs where it'd be like, yeah, no, I know. If someone's like, do you know Uptown Funk? You'd be like, yeah, you know, I know Uptown Funk. They'd be like, sing it right now. You'd be like, 
Oh, fuck. I don't know Uptown Funk. <laughs> like, it's like doing karaoke without having the words. Oh, man. Impossible. That's brutal. Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can take, like, your favorite song and put you on the spot in, like, karaoke. And that's and it. Being no put on the spot lyrics. like that, that's yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. It just <sighs> felt, like, so easy. I was like, yeah, I hear this song all the time on the radio. <laughs> You're like, Uptown Funk, can I give it to you? I'm like, it's like, I just gotta say that like 60 times and I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. the, and then on top of it, 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 it is a competition at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, yeah. I was just like, wow. But I sold it. I, I, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do a bunch of crowd work. I'm gonna do a lot of clapping. There you go. Get okay. everyone yeah. in the mood. Win them over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, if I go back on that show, I'm gonna like strategize before I get, go on. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I have a suggestion in my mind that like yep. this is no matter what the song is, this is what I'm going to sing about. Okay, yeah, and just kind of okay. make it work for that. That's that's interesting. It seems like there's a uh, a lot of different ways to approach improv because I've heard of like that. I've never heard of that kind before, where it's like half karaoke. Uh, but I have heard of like um uh, comedy sports or something or comedy like, sports. Yeah, where it's like competitive teams doing things against each other. Like I, I had friends who were involved in uh, theater in college, and I went and saw some some of their plays. But the all the improv stuff seemed very um, I don't want to say clicky, but it seemed like everyone sort of knew each other, and it was just that little group. Is it is it inclusive in that way? Do you find um, it, it can be clicky, like, yeah, especially like depending on like what theater you hang around because, mm-hmm. like, UCB people generally don't leave like the UCB theaters. Okay, like, same thing with like you know, it, it, there's three main theaters in the city there's UCB, there's the People's Improv Theater, and also known as the Pit, and then there's the Magnet. Uh, I generally hang around the People's Improv Theater. But, like, fun fact about me, never seen a show at UCB. And I I don't Uh, know why. There's no good reason for it other than, like, my my friends hang out at (laughs) these other theaters. You're wearing the wrong colors. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. I mean, it might be about, like, where people take classes and stuff. But um, also, fun fact about me, uh, other than just, like, regular improv and, like, musical, I, the, ah. type of improv i do the most is hip-hop improv oh wow okay i didn't yeah, know i didn't fact. know that yeah no um so i i do a lot of like freestyling and ciphering and stuff that's oh, awesome that's cool that's how cool. come we haven't heard any of that yet yeah uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys gotta make it to the city or you know one of those things is like i i've just been working that muscle a lot and just like mm-hmm. the rhyming muscle uh that's why i'll do like musical improv uh, because it works kind of the same muscle, but um, it's one of those things where I've been practicing like free flowing and stuff, like off of suggestions and stuff like that. Now, have you explored like the idea of like going out and doing music on your own, or like uh, is that an idea at all? I I used to do music in uh, high school, like I was in a band in high school, and okay. Uh, recently, I've uh been following a couple YouTubers that have been doing this challenge where it's like make a song in one hour. Like, and you, like, have to, like, produce all the instruments, vocals, and everything. And at the oh, end wow, of, like, yeah. 60 minutes, like, that's oh, your man. song. That's cool. Oh, wow. 
And that, that like that seems like something I would really want to do because like it kind of involves like the world of improv and like yeah. songwriting together. Yeah, that is that is a good combination. But uh, were you a lead singer? Did you play an instrument? Well, uh, in my band, I uh, I was lead singer and bassist. Okay, okay, yeah, slap so, of the bass. Yes. All right, I can dig it. Yeah, me and Jesse have our our own background in bands. Yeah, I yeah. played bass. Well. Matt played yeah. uh, leads. Yeah, played lead guitar. Yes, sir. Yeah, we uh we had a band. What kind of music did you guys play? I, I'm I'm assuming it was like emo hardcore ish because that seems to be a theme. <laughs> less, I would say less hardcore. Less hardcore. We yeah. dreamed of going hardcore, but yeah, probably neither of us could really <laughs> scream. We had a buddy that could scream, who's a who's actually a great supporter of the show, and uh, like we were in a band with him too, but we just never really made it work out, you know. Yeah, no, all my friends from high school that still do music today are all like metal hardcore bands. Um, Metal's hard today. It's got a big scene. I feel like it survived, whereas like emo and the scene, that's all dead. Pop punk is like nearly dead. Yeah, yeah, pop punk's like. I think this warp tour, this isn't it the last it's, it's one. It's the end. Yeah, it's, it's the, the end, death man. of uh, death sad. of pop punk. <laughs> How sad is that? Pop punk man, funeral this tour. summer on tour. Man, I mean, even like artists I used to listen to, if they're still playing today, they're like they've completely changed their sound. Oh yeah, Without absolutely. I'm going to see uh, Coheed and Taking Back Sunday. And oh, uh, wow. okay, so Coheed tickets. I've I've heard uh, things about recently that like. They're like eighty bucks these days. Yeah, it was up there. It was. <laughs> it was like I think it. It was sixty, maybe. It might have been a little bit under. Yeah, but no, uh, I, I've, I've, yeah. I have a friend that's like a diehard Coheed fan, and she was complaining like, "Yeah, I remember when Coheed tickets were like twenty five dollars." Yeah, well, oh, StubHub yeah. and fucking Groupon weren't a thing, so you got to get with the times, and that—that's yeah, the unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think the thing with tickets these days is like half of them get promised out to like promotional shit for giveaways mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then the another half of those get bought up by robots. Yeah, and then I, I missed my chance to see Coheed. Uh, there was when they were on tour with Avenged Sevenfold. Like, I was gonna oh, see wow. them. And then I did, and oh man, and I felt like that was my chance because that was when I was like really listening to them. Like if I was to go to see them now, I wouldn't know most of their music. Yeah, yeah. I still I still like them. I saw them a while back in like 2014, maybe. Yeah, in... Coheed. Yeah, uh, it might was or no no it wasn't 2014. It was uh, way earlier than that. It was like 08. Yeah. Uh, chance right <laughs> it was way earlier than i'm that. trying to well wait. i was going back for the warp tours that i went to and it was back on the, randall's uh, island so it was a year long after time we got ago. out of i was about to say if you're thinking like back of 08 that's around the same time they were on tour with avenge sevenfold yeah because this was at this was uh at warp tour on randall's island in the city that's where i go to like gov ball and a couple other festivals yep I haven't uh, made it out to GovBall. Um, the ticket really prices fun. are insane. They're insane, Just man, but I gotta say, the festivals are great. And if you really want a good time, go to Camp Bisco down in PA. You uh, oh. camp out on the mountain, and it's a water park, so it's really cool. Oh. And uh, the main stage is like in a wave pool. Now, is Camp Bisco all EDM? Yeah, it's it's mainly EDM, um, so you won't have the variety. Like, I saw Race Grimmer at uh, you know, GovBall. There's a lot of great acts. Uh, run the jewels uh 
I don't. I can't. I'm oh, I have a right fun now, story about Run the Jewels. I oh, saw yeah? them before Wait, I had any clue who they were. Really? Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I um similar here because uh, my survival job is I work special events, and I was uh, okay working one. For, Wait, in the uh, woods? Vivo. You said survival, so I'm. <laughs> so, so survival <laughs> means like uh, paying my bills. Day, day job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was working this event for Vivo, um, and, like, they were, like, Run the Jewels was, like, the event. And I had, like, no clue who these people are. My, my bosses were like, oh, there's some rap group. And their bass was so loud that I could <laughs> not hear a word they were saying. All I knew is yeah. that people, like, thought that, like, this was the Beatles or something because they were just nuts. Yeah, people people love them. Well, no, I, yeah. I like now that I can like listen to their lyrics and stuff. I <laughs> too enjoy Run the Jewels <laughs> when they're not blowing your eardrums out. Yeah, and I've got to say, like at the festival, they were really good to the, like the crowd. They were like getting in the crowd. They they gave out like a thousand dollars in merchandise. They had a cannon shooting shit out into the crowd, like all kinds of stuff. Uh, they they, they just, just seem like really, like, really cool people too. Their, like, involvement with their audience and, like, you know, just, like, the, they, they had a whole thing recently about no harassment and, like, how, like, if they oh, see yeah. someone, like, harassing another audience member, like, Killer Mike's just gonna jump out in the audience and just... Didn't they, the like, stop a song, wow. mid-song, because something happened, like, recently? And they were like, yo, yeah. fucking knock that shit off. Like... They're very progressive <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> yeah. for what they are and, like, right. their lyrics about, like, shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's there's a difference between like the art yeah. and the person yeah too mm-hmm. so what are how often uh do you end up performing like uh, is it like a once per week thing you you said it's like a muscle you're trying to work it out so I'm yeah i mean i'm trying like to exercise. get on more shows that that that's my goal right now is just trying to get on stage more uh it might involve with me going back to stand-up which is like my fear right now because oh no <laughs> Stand-up is, like, a monster, and uh, it will eat you alive, especially in New York City. Oof, that's a tough town to start. Yeah, no, but it's, like, it's the way to get your face out there, because, like, the way you meet other, like, comedians and stuff is, like, doing the open mic circuit, and, like, a lot of comedians I know that, like, are really good comedians uh, will do, like, shows where they're um, performing in front of, like, bookers and stuff that will, like, book them for stuff. And they're like, yeah, I just completely bombed that night. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so I'm not getting any paid gigs anytime soon. I'm like, wow, that uh, is that is harsh. Yeah, it's rough. Because it could just be, it could be like you had like a month straight. You were killing it. All yeah, the crowds were feeling. You're just crushing it. You And then like you eat a bad <laughs> slice of pizza on the corner and it's just hitting you all wrong with your lactose, <laughs> and you're like sweating bullets and forgetting lines. And yeah, you're just like lines. dying up there. Like, wait, let me start over. Then you know you're done. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, a lot of my friends compete in this thing uh, in the city called the Roast Bot oh, Battle. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it like it gets back to kind of what you were talking about before with uh, like theater comedy battles, but. Uh, it's basically stand-up comedians like go head to head and they just kind of insult battle each other yeah um yeah, it's like what jeff ross hosts in cali 
at the improv. Yeah, uh, and like actually, I have friends that have been on Jeff Ro- Ross's show. Oh wow, um, the roast battle. Uh, actually, the guy who uh, played Elon Musk on my podcast, uh, oh. Jacob Williams, was on the uh, Comedy Central. Oh yeah, roast battle. Yeah, That's Jeff fantastic. Ross is a great dude. I got to meet him when I was out in Cali last time, real quick, and he just like was among regular people. Just didn't give a fuck. He's cool. Yeah. Was that at the Comedy Store? The greatest place in the world. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Mitzi Shore. And if, yeah, I was gonna say we we haven't gotten the chance to say it, so yeah, uh, our thoughts go out to yeah, uh, the, the Shore family, family, the Shore, Shore family. Wait, Polly Shore Mitzi, passed away. Mitzi Shore, uh, his mother. Nah, Mitzi Shore. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, basically has she's been the owner of the Comedy Store since the seventies, I believe. Uh, she got it from divorce, actually, from her husband who had it for just a little bit. And she really crafted it into what it is today, uh, a really friendly environment for comedians to practice their art. And she's helped bring up so many good comedians that we're all fans of, you know. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And, and like, a lot of comedians, like Joe Rogan is a big, uh, he talks her up a lot on his his show about how she's, you know, developed it into what it is and how influential it's been in so many people's lives. So, yeah, yeah, just quick shout out, I guess. There. Yeah, no, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I know, like, Paul, Paulie's been, like, running things over at the comedy store, like, for the longest time right now. Because um, his father, like, and his mother founded yeah. it. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what's going to end up happening if uh, he's just going to become more involved and become... Well, he hasn't been acting at, well, as of yeah. late. Yeah, he, he was doing he was doing stand up right for a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, my cousin actually saw him recently. Okay. I was like, what, "Was he what you would think Paulie Shore would be?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I loved it." He's like, "I loved it though." Yeah, it's yeah, cool. It seems succeeding if he did do a really good comeback at the stand up. Uh, I don't know the the comedy store is such a like kind of a hole in the wall though. Such a hole in the wall, but you know what? I've got to say, out of all the comedy clubs I've been to, it's my favorite, and. uh just, you get to meet people that like you hear on podcasts or watch on TV. Like it's nothing, you know. They all hang out there, like in the back where like people hang out, smoking and whatnot. Uh, when I went there, I actually like ended up running into Al Magical, oh, nice. uh, Daily Show, yeah. And he was like, "Hey, what's your name?" I was like, "Wait, you're at want to know my name, right?" It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm Al. I'm like, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah the the last time I went there, I got to see uh, Bobby Lee oh, came so up cool. on stage and did a set. Oh, um, so funny, Adam Ray. Yeah, I got to see him. So yeah, it's really cool that that you can you know just for what like fifteen bucks and like some drinks or something. Yeah, go see like hours of comedy of these people that you watched yeah. growing up and shit. Not to mention that people like legends show up like randomly, like Dave Chappelle or Seinfeld. Chris Rock. Chris Rock, yeah, like, you never know. Who I, I feel like it's less likely for that stuff to happen. Like, that stuff used to happen a lot in New York City, like, places like the Comedy Cellar and, like, Eastville Comedy Club and yeah. stuff. Like, that used to happen all the time here, and it seems like no one's ever in the city anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. It just seems like the East Coast comedy scene's, like, dying down a little bit. I want to see a resurge, you know, like, just come back to what it was. No, there, there's a lot of brilliant comedians. Oh, my though. God, so many thing. great actors, right? I yeah. feel like it's more TV deals being made out there. Mm, that makes sense. Than people actually in the like it's it's weird because the last time I was in the city, I did see comedy for a little bit because I was dropping off a friend at a bar, uh, and below 
the bar, there was like two rooms with comedy going on. So I just kind of went and poked my head in and, and saw it. And it's cool that like, that's happening. It's happening everywhere all over the city, but you don't, there's, it doesn't seem like they have a central place where it's going on, like the comedy store or the laugh factory yeah. that you would have. Now, like, you guys have Coast. favorite comedians that you listen to? Uh, yeah, like a, a bunch. I love like I like a lot of like the dirtier spectrum. I guess like you would say like I like Joey Diaz a lot. Like I didn't find myself liking this kind of stuff, but until like I found Rogan and Diaz and stuff, and like uh, Shafir, um, Anthony Jeselnik is one of my favorites. I've got to say. He, yeah. Have you ever seen what, him? What happened to him? <sighs> he had his show and then it like he's yeah. He, disappeared Dude, once the show was canceled i don't know man but i've got to say like his stand-up like uh especially the one that's on netflix right now i can't remember the name of it but it's one of my favorite specials of all time like i just he kills me man i re- i've been really liking uh jim jeffries he, his show's been going pretty strong oh, no I, i'm a big Central. fan of jim jeffries show oh, it's funny i don't i don't watch his show because i don't have like comedy central i mean like i could probably find it because i have hulu i guess yeah. i might have access to it through that um, but I listened to the podcast, which is an after the show podcast. So they talk about everything that happened on the show, but I've never watched the show. <laughs> that's, that, that, so, just because I enjoyed in podcast form yeah. better, you know. So it's, it's cool to have like so much access these days to comedians and stuff. And I'm sure that's beneficial from like your standpoint where like you might be uh, a little apprehensive to go out and do stand up live again it's easier to do something like this yeah no i mean my favorite comedians are all the ones that i listen to their podcasts like i'm a big fan of the sklar brothers oh yeah they're funny when i I listen to their podcast um i think my favorite comedian right now would be doug benson oh wow (laughs) i listen to like all four of his podcasts like (laughs) what what are the other ones because i know he has doug loves movies uh, he has Dining with Doug and Karen, which is his food podcast. Okay. Okay. He, he has Doug Loves Minis, which I, huh. I think is genius, which it, it is just him re- reading the reviews of Doug Loves Movies on iTunes. Oh, okay. He, he just made it into a podcast. <laughs> where he's just going to read that. his iTunes reviews. That's funny. I'm like, I, I, I want to get to that point where I get that many reviews that I can just like just do a show that is just shout outs right that's that's a really good idea and then uh he has one that's only on stitcher premium which i do not have but uh it's called the benson interruption and it's like very much like a mystery science theater where he watches a movie and just kind of shouts out at it oh okay okay Okay. that's cool wow i didn't realize he had that much out i knew oh wait no he has one more too he has uh get it he has getting dug with high Okay. Oh, yeah. where, where he has like yeah. friends in a room and they just smoke a bunch of pot. I have heard of that one. Okay, I have heard of that one. Yeah, but That's yeah, no, really he, he he is like the podcast comedian. Yeah, he seems to be. He can excel in any environment. It seems like I really I do enjoy the the presence that Benson brings. <laughs> Super high. He started me with that way back in the day. It, it, it's funny because like you listen to him more and more and you realize like he's not really telling jokes he's really not delivering punchlines he's just like fun to listen to that's who he is yeah Yeah. he has interesting thoughts it's more like one-liners if anything i've never heard like i've seen him live now like four times i've never heard one person like laugh at his own jokes more (laughs) yeah he always does that he just kind of chuckles afterwards (laughs) 
He was just on um, Crashing, which I don't know if you've watched. That I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. I know people that are on on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, it's shot in uh, New York City. Yeah, so uh, of... it's Pete Holmes' uh, new show. Or well, I guess it's it's a couple seasons in now. Yeah, but um, they they uh, book a lot of New York comedians for the show. And, Henry um, Zabrowski's on that one. Yeah, one of my uh, good friends was actually like auditioning for that show, and then another person I know got the role that she was up for, which is oh wow, funny. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, so I wonder how accurate that show is. Uh, you know, in I depicting. mean, it's a it's a pretty great depiction of the New York comedy scene, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Is there uh, anything else that you wanted to uh, kind of plug or talk about to get out there to I to mean, our our listeners? Just generally listen to my podcast, guys. <laughs> listen Great to Yes and that. I Am. Yeah. Because it's fun. Um, mo- like, I'll get into the most recent episode a little bit because uh, that was our cold open story was the, the episode that comes out this coming week. Uh, I don't know when this episode we're doing right now is coming out, but um, it, uh, I, I do a Skrillex episode. Nice. I get to tell a fun little backstory here. Um, so I, I told the, the guy he's playing Skrillex. And he's like, oh, did you know that I have an impression of Skrillex that I did like six years ago? <laughs> I was like, how, was, how would I know yeah. that? He's like, apparently he had a viral video of himself. Like, it's got like 42,000 views on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's uh, called Skrillex Talks to Home Appliances. <laughs> and uh, okay. I, I was like, what are the odds? He's like, yeah, I actually kind of look like Skrillex when I like, because he has a long beard now, but he's like, when I shave and I like put on like a Skrillex wig and like I watched the video, I'm like, wow, that is uncanny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It sounds like you pull in a lot of really good uh, people for the show. Yeah, no, booking has been uh, solid, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, if if you're a comedian out there listening to this and this sounds like fun, reach out to us. Basically, anything you think, yes and I am, at Gmail, yes and I am, on Instagram, anywhere, because I've got my bases covered right now. I, no one wanted that uh, domain name, so I took it. Nice. nice. It's Snag good. that shit. So, and is there anywhere that people can uh, go to see you live uh, performing at all? Um, I mean, I typically, if you want to uh, find my personal stuff where I uh, uh, perform improv and stuff, I will generally advertise on my Instagram. And that's at Weininger Words. My annoyingly weird last name is spelled W E I N I N G E R, and then Words W O R D S. And that's uh, where you can find uh, show details and all that stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, make sure to go and check out Aaron live and in uh, digital format on his podcast. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you wanted to check us out, stop by our Facebook page, American Slackers Podcasts, where you can take part in the American Slackers group and uh, chime in like all the other slackers and the carnage that's occurring there right now, probably. Also, stop by the Instagram where you can catch all the promos for each and every show, and uh, also the live shows that we traditionally put up for our weekly output. Yeah, watch their live shows. I feel like I'm one of the only people that watch them. 
<laughs> no, well, it depends what we do. It. We're, it's cutting we're us short. Live. You bring you on it's the show, you cut us shorter. A... Is this how this goes? Okay, I see. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, if you're listening right now, <laughs> get on Instagram and uh, watch a live show because it's a lot of fun and you get to interact with these two dudes. Ah. It's either uh, Wednesdays or Saturdays usually, and it, it, that's usually what depends, like what time we're going on and stuff. How many people? end up tuning in we got a weird schedule but yeah we'll keep you posted on the insta check it out and uh keep an eye on it we'll let you know a little bit in advance at least and also check out the website american slacker podcast.com aspodcast.com if you're a lazy ass so uh check that out you can also find us on twitter and reddit at a-m-e-r-s-l-k-r podcast please rate and review us on itunes uh five stars or nothing them's the rules <laughs> and tell a friend about the show and also send us an email if you uh, want to get in contact with us american slack podcast at gmail like how we make that easy yeah and also check out the spotify <laughs> playlist search american slacker podcast and uh you'll find all the artists that have been on the show and uh the music we've reviewed and don't forget you can become a patreon slacker by uh, sponsoring the show over at our patreon page and please visit our shop for some t-shirts and mugs at american slacker podcast.bigcartel.com and last you can get me on instagram at mwg media or on xbox at maddie g from hp and i'm on both them shits at landers the plane Aaron, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank oh, you thank for coming you for on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the American Slacker podcast. Oh. As we are of you, sir. Check out the Yes and I Am podcast for sure. You will definitely be entertained. But make sure to come back to us because it's pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. We don't want to lose you to this guy, but uh, check him out. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my, my show is a lot shorter than yours. So, like, if you have two hours to fill, you can, like, listen to my short, like, half hour and then, uh, your American slacker on. Ah, there you there go. You Just go. fit it in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. It'll be nice. That works. All right, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love all of you. And until next time, that's it. There you go. so fun to hear you say that.